Yeah, Friday! Hi, Donato. It's Tommy and Taylor Warren in Tucson, Arizona. We just wanted to say what an inspiration you are to us. Um, we've joined the RWW Consistency Group, and quite honestly, your podcast has changed our lives and our mentality with Weight Watchers. And we just wanted to say thank you for all that you do to inspire others. Congratulations on two years of your podcast. This is Charlotte Eccles, and you have made me laugh so hard I cried. Um, you've made me think about what I'm doing in my personal weight loss journey and what I can do to improve it. And you've made me feel like I was not alone in my struggles. And uh, it's just been a wonderful privilege to hear your podcast and to get to talk to you on uh, Facebook, the Consistency Challenge Group. I can't wait to see what you accomplish in the next year. Congratulations again. Take care. Bye. Hey, Donato, congratulations, and happy second anniversary to the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. I think this podcast is filled with just the right ingredients. A lot of humor, a sprinkle of motivation, a tablespoon of perspiration, a handful of determination, and a large cup of the cold hard truth. Mixed together makes this an incredible podcast and a really special weekly treat, even binge-worthy, I might say. So my biggest takeaway from the podcast is learning to trust the work and myself and being really consistent. And that no longer allows me to get rattled by fluctuations on the scale. And I feel like that's a really great message that your podcast has always had. Um, over the past year, I feel like I've really enjoyed listening to this podcast and I'm hoping for many more years of awesome, awesome, great listening. So congratulations again, and have an absolutely fabulous year to come. Thanks. Love listening. Bye. Good morning, Donato. This is Chris. I just want to congratulate you on your podcast. What an achievement. You should be so proud. As you already know, you've helped me greatly with your podcast. I listen every week, and I am getting stronger and fighting my temptations and cravings. You know, it's a daily battle for me with the sweet, but I am overcoming it. I just remember your words, do the easy and have a hard life. Do the hard and have an easy life. Well, I'm doing the hard now. I'm fighting each and every day to achieve my goals. And I'm proud to say I'm finally, finally seeing an improvement. Not only in the scale, but in my mindset. Mindset is the hardest thing to overcome, as you know. And I could not do it without you. So, Donato, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. This is episode 105 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. We have started season three of the Ranting Weight Watcher. And this is the two-year anniversary special Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and on this podcast. It has been an incredible, incredible experience doing this. It has changed my life just as much as it changed 
any of yours. Anyway, let's get into this! Journey updates. We had a good week this week. Down 2.8 pounds. For the month of August, we are down 3.8 pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 157.4 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to milestone 175 is 17.6 pounds. And the total pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 42.6 pounds. You know, it's days like this, events like this, that cause you to take a step back and really think about the things you've accomplished and, uh, you know, as a whole, what, what has happened? You know, what actually have you accomplished in all of this? You know, when I set out to do this, the original plan was to give myself another form of accountability. Because everything I was doing, I felt above everything. I was in workshops, listening to people struggle, listening to people go through their motions, and feeling myself above them. As I kept going and kept going, I started to have this feeling like I didn't really need this. This wasn't for me. I outgrew the workshop. That's how I was feeling. And I also felt a little weird because I felt like I was pranced out like a show dog sometimes. They, um, you know, in certain workshops, you, you would... Uh, be presented as proof that the system works kind of a thing. So that was kind of annoying, but it's part of the journey. Your people are going to admire your progress. That's, that's, uh, you can't get away from that. So that really wasn't the case. But when I think back on it, I really was in a dangerous place mentally because I felt myself above the system. The idea in my head that I outgrew the Weight Watchers workshops, it was a dangerous place to be in. I didn't like it. And I sought to think of something that I wanted to do to make myself accountable again. Okay. Now my dream. I've told you guys this before on my podcast. I had a dream of being a sports talk radio host. Fear held me back from that dream. I never pursued it because of. The fear of reading aloud. Which is what I've been working on. Over the past few weeks. I walked into the Connecticut School of Broadcasting for a tour. This was many years ago. They took me to what looked like, you know, the same thing you would see on Channel 12 News, whatever it is, the same anchor desk or whatever. And they said, okay, get in front of the camera. And the camera had a teleprompter. 
and they told me to read. Little did I know that that would put a fear in me that would cause me to never go back to that place again and never revisit even the idea of sports talk radio just because that stop was part of the tour of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Now, they have no idea I was going through this, but it's just what I did mentally. It caused me to run so far from that idea that I never returned. However many years after that, I found myself in a church, and because of my tendency to take well to electronics, to anything regarding technology, I tend to understand how these things work. So I found myself the sound guy of this church. And every week I would produce the CDs for the sermon, copy them for anybody who wanted them. I would cue the music for the pastor when he wanted certain music cued. Just normal things. And in my process of being the sound person in this journey, I also was asked, because the church had an opportunity, to create a shortwave radio broadcast. For Now, if you don't understand what shortwave radio is, it's like FM or AM radio, except it's heard all over the world. Shortwave is, I mean, you can buy a shortwave radio and hear people talking Chinese, hear people talking Spanish. I mean, you're listening to everywhere in the world. Okay? So... I became the producer of the broadcast. I would sit once a week with the pastor, just me and him. We would record. I would cue it up because we had to go by certain time guidelines. I would cue up the music to give him the cue that the show was over. All the things a producer would do, I'm sure. And then we would ship the recording to wherever it needed to go so it could be broadcast. I never knew that these little tidbits, these little things I was learning about sound equipment and all of that, I never knew that this would come back to me years and years later. And here I am, standing in front of some of the same exact equipment, using different methods of recording, because now here we are so many years later. I'm not recording on cassette tapes. (laughs) (laughs) or even CDs for that matter. But to be, it's just, all it is is a different method of recording. And now, because computers are involved, things are a lot more detailed. You can edit footage that I didn't know how to edit otherwise. And a lot of that was crash and burn. Just learn it. Teach yourself. And that's what I went about doing when I started the podcast, that is. But it's just so amazing how something so small, which seems so insignificant at the time in my life, but to fast forward how many years later and see that my knowledge of sound equipment and everything else, the foundation of it came from that church. It's crazy how you see when all of the things, all of the loose ends start to get tied And I don't think that, to be honest with you, I don't think this is my final destination either. I'm not telling you the ranting Weight Watcher is ending. I'm telling you that there's more. When I started this podcast, I told you that the fight for health 
was against a three-headed monster. This is early episodes. So if you haven't gone back, it, it, this is way back. I said that it was a three-headed monster. And one head was of the body. A fight with the body. The other head was with the mind. A fight with the mind. And the third head is a fight with the spirit. I haven't introduced the spirit. I haven't seen that opening. How I'm going to introduce. I have no idea how that aspect of it is going to get introduced into this podcast. But I know, as much as I know the sky is blue, that trees have leaves, that water is wet, as much as I know all of these things, I know that the spirit has to join the trinity of this podcast. And it will. I just don't know how. It has been an incredible journey thus far. We're going to take a break. So don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. 
And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. Hey, Donato, this is Phyllis, one of your regular listeners and a member of the RWW Consistency Challenge. I have so much appreciated the podcast. I am a been a lifetime Weight Watcher member since 1991, and most of that time have been at goal. This past winter, I gained some weight, and... Um, found myself about, well, I've gained to about 15 pounds over goal since I found your podcast and have been really digging into the consistency and the group. I've lost um, six of those pounds, so now I'm nine pounds over goal, and I know I will get there being consistent and continuing to uh, practice the things that we know work. I appreciate your no-nonsense Uh, approach to weight loss sometimes I think even some of the people in Weight Watchers are kind of like too too kind too too much saying oh it's okay but you know what it might be okay but we're not getting there if we don't do the right thing I appreciate your sense of humor and certainly your honest account of your own journey which really encourages me and so many others that uh, we just need to keep up and keep doing what we know works. And I find myself cheering for you, looking forward each week to hearing your journey updates and getting excited when you um, report the progress that you're making. Getting excited even when you report uh, a gain, knowing that that doesn't mean you're going to quit and go away. You're going to keep working. You're going to make changes when those changes are needed. So thank you for what you do. You um, have been an important part of my journey and so many other people. And God bless you on this anniversary. Bye-bye. Hi, Donato. I wrote to you several weeks ago telling you I found your podcast and that I was listening to them in reverse order. While I continue listening, I did go back to episode one and I am listening to them in order to better follow your journey. I savor each new episode. Currently, I am on episode 57. You are an inspiration to my weight loss health journey on WW. I initially started listening to you with preconceived notions that your journey was perfect, easy, and unrealistic. I am truly sorry for that thought. Thank you for being real. Your journey is an inspiration, and I like that you share your hardship gains as well as your losses. Each episode brings me new thoughtful goals and things I can work on along my journey. Each episode seems very relative and relatable to my journey. Your effort is commendable. I love this podcast. I hope you know how much sharing your struggles and success means to me. Please continue them. Thank you. Doug in Southwest Iowa.
And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. We had spent the beginning of this episode kind of reflecting back. And I want to continue with that reflection. Because you know what? I want to tell you a little secret about me. Maybe some of you know this because you've been around that long. And maybe most of you don't. I have no idea. But I wasn't always the ranting Weight Watcher. In fact, my original screen name when I joined WW in January 2019 was the Teflon Don. It wasn't until months later that I kept seeing this one person on Connect. Her name is Tamara. Many of you know her. The Got Goals girl. I kept seeing her doing her walks on the trail and it's like trail talk with Tamara, I think it's called. But she is the inspiration for what started my walk and talk. Because it was right around the same time when I said to myself, this is when I have to get going with exercise. I started making these videos. Originally, I was insecure about being on camera, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. So, I mean, when you come from my background, my father, he had a very unique personality. And it's a, a personality you, wouldn't, you would see in many movies like The Goodfellas, like, uh, you know, The Godfather, kind of a thing like that. Actually, more like The Goodfellas than The Godfather. But his personality rubbed off on me. And I used this personality to hide behind uh, when I was nervous. When I, when I had a fear of a certain situation, I would do it because it would make people laugh when I had this personality. When I would crack the jokes or whatever with this accent and everything else, it would make people laugh. So I started with that and I would talk with that type of accent, like a wise guy accent. And I was just saying normal things, you know, hey, I'm here, I'm walking, you know, all this stuff. But there are two instances that gave birth to the ranting Weight Watcher. And I'm going to play, because many of you don't know this story. I'm going to play both instances. You're going to have audio only, unfortunately, but these are walk videos that I made when I was the Teflon Don. And these two walk videos gave birth to the Ranting Weight Watcher. It was the start of something bigger than I ever knew. And I want to share that with you. So these are both rants, and I'm going to sound very different in these rants because this is still a period of time where I'm hiding behind a a persona because I'm insecure on camera. And my real personality, my true personality, didn't come out until after this. So I'm going to play that for you right now. Here is the first rant about trying to track strawberries. Good afternoon. It's Wednesday evening. Just 
on my walk here. I got a little gripe today. It's not for you all, but maybe if enough of you like the video, maybe, just maybe, I'll hit the trending section and I'll reach the audience I'm really looking for. You know, the app developers are my target audience. I use, I use the WW app every day since I joined in 2019. And it's, you know, it's made some great leaps forward in technology. Now we got some Zoom meetings going on and it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing. But you know what? I wanna know why every morning I type in orange and you know what's my first choice? It's in orange. When I type banana, do you know what my first choice is? Yeah, it's a banana. I type apple and my first choice, can you guess? It's an apple. But if I type strawberries, if I type strawberries, I got sherbet, I got yogurt, I got ice cream, I got every goddamn thing except strawberries. I just want to put strawberries on my tracker. It's zero points for God's sakes. I shouldn't even have to track it, but I'm doing it anyway to be good. But you make it impossible by putting every damn thing in front. I have to look for strawberries. Can we explain that to me, guy? Explain it to me. Explain it to me why I got to look for strawberries. Why is strawberry sherbet or strawberry ice cream or strawberry pudding my first choice is why is everything except strawberries actual strawberries my first choice i want to know can we get somebody on that can we get somebody to fix that because it's driving me nuts making me crazy can we fix that guy now that i got that off my chest I hope you guys have a great night. I love you all. God bless. <laughs> oh God, man. I, I think I look back on this now and I'm, I, I'm laughing because I was like, oh my God, I was such a fool, man. I was such a, what was I afraid of? What was I really afraid of? But it, you know, I, I've learned since then that anger is definitely my superpower because when I'm angry about something and I'm flipping out about it, like, like that, because that was a genuine flip out. I didn't, I was really aggravated. I just used the personality as part of it. And so is going to be the next one here. But when I flip out about something, it generally makes people laugh. And I knew because of that, that anger, there's something about me being angry that is funny to people and entertaining to them. And so here right now is number two, rant number two, that gave birth, contributed to the ranting Weight Watcher. Here we go. Hey, app developer guy. Can we talk a minute? I want to know. I want to know. Who do I got to call? Who do I got to send an angry letter to so we can do something about this epidemic of polls? The app... It's, it's, it's infested, infested with poles. 
polls all over the place. You know, I used to go in the trending section and I used to see stories, beautiful stories that would inspire me, that would, that would uh, make me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, you know, on the inside here. That would give me energy to keep going like that I didn't have already. The energy I don't have. Now I go to the trending section and all I see is, what plan are you on? Red, green, or blue? Uh, which dress should I wear? A, B, or C? Uh, uh, what should I eat today? Pi uh, pizza, pasta, or a hamburger? Hey, if you're hungry, just eat something, huh? What do, what do we need? What do you need our help for? Jesus, I don't understand it. All I want to see is inspiring stories. Can we get somebody on it? Can we, can we have the trending section, the news section, the following section, and a poll section? Can we do that? Can we get somebody on that? Hey, get a guy and get him on it. If you don't got a guy, hire the guy and get him on it. If you can't, you let me know. Who do I got to call? Who do I got to pay a visit to? Who do I got to write an angry letter to? To get this done. You let me know. All right? You have a great day. <laughs> God, I mean, that's... Uh... But these are the two. These are the two. So many people have not heard this footage because these videos are so old and so long ago. And it gets, it gets buried in the minutia of all the walk videos I've ever posted, you know? And nobody's scrolling down that far. Connect makes it very cumbersome to go back far into people's history. And I would never expect that of anybody. <laughs> But these are little anecdotes that I've never told. I have told very few people, if I told anyone, of how the Ranting Weight Watcher came to be. And I just wanted you guys to have a little piece of that. And how the... Then all of a sudden, however many weeks later, they introduced you being able to change your screen name. And as soon as they introduced that, I stepped right into it. I will never forget because there's somebody who follows me. She's been there since the beginning and probably most of you know her too. Cause she's pretty popular on connect. Her screen name is Alicia B mom. She was an avid follower of mine. <laughs> I remember her saying, I don't care what you change your name to in my mind. You're always going to be the Teflon dot, <laughs> but here we are years and years later. And she still follows me and we still talk every once in a while. And it's, it's awesome to talk to her. She's, she makes me feel like I'm home because she is from Connecticut as well. And so we kind of had this bond because uh, it's, that started because of where she lives. And it went from there. But another little anecdote I want to tell you about my journey that nobody really knows about is that when I go for these walks... There are, there's all kinds of wildlife. And I've told the story about the shadowy figure thing that, <laughs> I, that made me scared to walk in the dark, right? That looked like, you know, a big cat. Like, a, I, in my mind, it's a bobcat or 
you know, a Florida Panther because we do have those here. So either in my mind, it's one of those two cats because it's not big enough, obviously, to be a tiger or anything like that, right? But uh, I told the story about how this thing saw me and looked straight at me in the dark. All I saw was a silhouette, but you can see a head picking up and looking my way. And then it decided I wasn't worth dealing with and it would rather eat its meal that it was eating in the center of the street. It would rather eat its meal elsewhere. So it picked up whatever it was eating and moved on. But ever since then, I've been terrified to walk in the dark. Absolutely terrified. But there's also other wildlife. Mainly, there's ducks. Okay. (laughs) And now there are three different kinds of ducks. One duck, it's kind of weird. It's as if a one night a long time ago, uh, a duck and a rooster got together and got a little crazy and drunk and had a few glasses and had a crazy night. They're black and white and they had this weird red growth that makes that would make you remind you of a rooster and the growth is on their face. <laughs> but I don't really pay attention to those ducks because they mostly anger me. <laughs> they anger me because they are a protected species and they know it. Listen, you think I'm crazy. They sit in the middle of the street and they know they can't be hit because literally you can get a ticket for hitting them. (laughs) But uh, they are a protected species and they know it and they just take their time going wherever the heck they want to go and they know about it. But the other breed, which I don't know. Okay, picture the shape of a swan. The the, The neck is very long. And... But the coloring of the duck is brown and some dark, like black, white. And the, the craziest thing about this is that it's, it's got knees. <laughs> this duck has got knees. I never seen a duck with knees before. You know, ducks waddle. But th- these kind of ducks, they just step. It's almost like they have a, the same kind of leg as a flamingo, just not as long. But their eyes... Their eyes, they're crazy. They're like orange eyes. It, I mean, in my mind, this is the Halloween duck, right? The, the, the duck that represents Halloween. And it's kind of kind of freaky looking when you look at it. Because of, it's just so weird. I've never seen ducks do what these ducks do. You see a duck, they come, they're swimming in the water, they come out of the water, they're on the ground, whatever. These ducks hang out on roofs. And they'd be on, they'll be on the top, on the peak of somebody's house. There'll be two of them. And they got, they're looking at each other and they're quacking like crazy. Whack, 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 all this stuff. And they look like they're arguing. And I used to, I always look at them and I start making up a story of something they're arguing about. And I'm like, <laughs> and then one will always, almost always spread its wings open and go right up to the other duck, like to intimidate it. And so in my mind, I'm going, well, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? So you got something to say, bro? <laughs> these, are all, these are all things going through my head when I'm watching these ducks. And so many, times, like, so many times I'm thinking, I should videotape this. I totally could make a killing on TikTok or something. Videotaping this and doing like a, vo- a voiceover of these ducks. But there's a third group of ducks. 
And I always called these ducks the misfits because they didn't look like any other ducks and none of them looked alike really for each other. They just looked like a mismatched group of five ducks. And these I became the most fond of because these ones were in areas where they, I would walk and they'd be, I'd be right up next to them and they wouldn't move, but, but they would be there. And one of them, uh, I, I gave them names, okay? <laughs> and one of them I called Big Boss. And maybe what I should do is post this in the, in the consistency group or the, the podcast group, post these pictures in Facebook so you can see what the ducks look like. But Big Boss is the one everybody else follows. He walks somewhere, they follow him there. He walks somewhere else, they follow him there too. And then I call this other one Alfalfa because he kind of looks like Big Boss, except he's got a feather sticking out. Like, it just sticks up out of the top of his head, and it looks like he can't get it to go down. It's just sticking up all the time. And so I call him Alfalfa. To round off my little group of wise guys is Louie. Now, Louie looks like, you know, the chubby group, the chubby member of the group that is wearing a dirty suit because he's, he looks like he should be a white duck and he's just dirty, but he's kind of got like tan markings. And so I called him Louie. And so wherever Big Boss goes, the other two follow. And then there was two more. And in my mind, these two ducks had to be female. I don't know why. I just knew in my head they had to be female. And they were both white. So without really being sure, I gave them both names and I called one Betsy and the other Ella. And so time goes on and I'm like, oh, hey, Betsy, whatever. I say stupid things as I walk by them. One morning, it's early morning. The sun hasn't really come up yet. It's just, it's dawn, right? You just got the early light, the early morning light. And I make a turn down one of these streets that I walk down and I see some shenanigans <laughs> going on that confirm that they are definitely female. <laughs> they, they were definitely female and there was a lot of shenanigans going on and that I shouldn't have walked in on. But uh, <laughs> these are the little tidbits of my walks that I get to see almost on a daily basis. Now, this group of misfits hasn't been around for a while. And I was starting to think, like, did they fly away? Do, do ducks in Florida fly north for the winter? It, I mean, for the summer? You know, like they say ducks fly south for the winter. Do... Floridian ducks fly north for the summer because they kind of disappeared for the whole month. But I, I love these ducks so much and they disappear for the longest time. Then I started seeing signs about warning about alligators in the area and I got worried that they got eaten and I was so worried that they were killed. And then recently, just last week, I was walking in a rainstorm. There was thunder, crazy lightning, all these kind of things and I'm walking out there. I'm soaking wet. And I make a turn, and there, there's three of the five of them. Ella and Betsy were still missing. But three of the five of them, Big Boss, Louie, and Alfalfa, were sitting there and chilling. And I was so happy to see them. 
And I was just like, where have you guys been? <laughs> but uh, this is just little anecdotes that I do when I'm on my, uh, on my walks. This is how I entertain myself when I'm walking. I have personalities built for each one of these ducks. And <laughs> maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm going out of my mind, you know? Maybe I'm going to lose some listeners telling this story. <laughs> but it has definitely been a tremendous experience. Everything about this podcast has been a true blessing in my life. Along with the people who have contributed messages. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit all of the messages on this episode. If not, I will definitely play them on the future episodes. Because some of the, some of the messages are lengthy and I don't want to edit them. I want everything you guys say to come up. So maybe next week's episode is going to have some of the voicemails I received too. So there's some people I want to thank here. And to the listeners of this podcast, you guys mean everything to me. Everything. And there's so many of you have been such a blessing to my life and my journey, allowing me to be a part of your life and your journey. I want to give a special thanks to Doug. As many of you who are part of the Facebook groups know that Doug donated this new microphone that I am using for this episode. I may not have the settings all perfect yet, but it is a work in progress. I'm trying to make it as good as I can possibly get. This microphone is known to be one of the top microphones in the podcast and music industry. And it is because of Doug that this microphone is sitting in my house. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for your contribution to this podcast. There are a few other people I want to thank. The first people are the two coaches who have had more influence on my journey than any others. My studio coach, Terry. In the beginning, when I was in my immature phase, the slightest gain caused the beast to come out of me. I was extremely immature and extremely stupid sometimes. But with a few words, she could calm the beast, get me to center, and put me back to work in a way that would benefit me. The other coach is Coach Sophie F. Without you, to, you would come in at the most inopportune times, out of nowhere. I would be so aggravated that the podcast wasn't growing the way I wanted it to. And out of nowhere, you would say, hi, just text to say hello. And then I'd, we'd get into it. And just the same as Terry, with a few words, calmed the beast, brought me to center, 
and said what I needed to hear to get back to work. Without the two of you, my journey would probably be over and this podcast would probably not exist. I thank you for your support in both this, my journey, this podcast, and in my Facebook groups. Thank you for being a part of my life. You guys have been a blessing that I never expected. There's two other groups of people. One is the 100 Club. And the other is Allison, the Cognitive Behavioral Therapist from Episode 83. You guys were instrumental in helping me create two of the most epic episodes in the history of the Ranting Weight Watcher. Such amazing growth came from those episodes. And I thank you, because without you, that growth would not exist. Thank you for being a part of my journey in this podcast. Now, most of all, more than anything else, I want to thank my family. Because this podcast takes me away from them. And I often find myself alone with this microphone more than I'm with them. And it sucks. But I want to thank them. And my wife, her ability to make food taste interesting, these this anecdotal things she adds to things to make them palatable for me, things I would not normally eat, her obsession with food prep and how important it is and the pride she puts into it each and every week, the food prep is insane and when she takes her little picture and she posts it in the Facebook groups of the inside of the refrigerator of what it looks like on a Friday morning because she just finished all the prep work after grocery shopping I would not do that for myself and it's because of you and your love for that that I am as successful as I am It is because of you and your skills with the culinary arts to make vegetables taste as interesting as they taste. I would not eat them without you. Long story short, I would not have the success I have without you. Thank you for all you do. I appreciate everything. I could not do any of this without you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.